Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, episode... Ow! 121. Whoa. This is Chris, and joining me as always are... Ames. Caitlin. And... Jake. This week we will be looking at A Fistful of Datas. (laughs) (laughs) And The Quality of Life. <laughs> that woman banged those robots. Uh, did you see there? They have those little assholes on the back. <laughs> I mean, you they cannot need to replicate a fist. <laughs> you cannot tell me they didn't. They weren't able to replicate. Yeah, dildos. they had all. They could replicate whatever tool they needed. Yeah, gonna need a bigger you, tool for this job, they, buddy. What like you know why the real reason that that doctor woman was so pissed off about Data's theory because she's like oh my god what have they what have what have they seen they've seen everything there's it's three of them from the inside. <laughs> First up in A Fistful of Datas. Mm. <laughs> Just so you know, listeners, every thump is accompanied by a fisting gesture by Jake. The international <laughs> Every one of them for fisting. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, and the sound, you know, because this is an po- audio podcast, so you have to include the, the sound. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, Fistful of Datas. The Enterprise is due to rendezvous with another ship for a supply exchange or something, but the other ship is delayed or some Super such. Jerks. Worf desperately tries to, like, get extra work to do, and Picard is like, dude, just chill, what's wrong? What's wrong is his <laughs> idiot son wants to play the a worst. stupid video game for jerks. The worst. <laughs> and since he can't get out of it, Worf's gonna go play Old West with fucking, Al- I, no, I will get to that, with Alexander and Counselor Troy. Meanwhile, Jordy and Data decide to do some hooey with the computer to see if Basically, Ooh-y. data could be a backup system. Wait, so Leah Brahms, both of them at the same time? Is that the hooey you mean with the computer? To see if data could be a backup system. Because that's always a good idea. Yeah, but then it starts to leak aspects of his personality and such into the computer. Which and vice means, versa. Yes. So he starts talking all cowboy. And then after about 30 torturous minutes of just wanting to get to this already, some of the characters in the holodeck start turning into data. You but wanted to I, get to that? Yes, it was the only good part in the whole fucking show. Truth. I have a question though. Mm? Tell me about the hooey. The uh, the 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 country uh, dialect you're talking about now is that contemporary country, or would you say that it was from the? To wild west. Yes. We can do wild wild. So. And, of course, they can't end the program, and if they die in the program, they die in real life. So they just need to get to the end of the program so it'll turn off naturally, because I'm not sure why they assume that'll work since nothing else is working. But, hey, guess what? It works, and we get a very brief moment of data in drag, and that joke hasn't aged well. Yeah, that's true. It was too bad. I wish they had, too. If it were, like, five years later, they would have made out. Yeah. Then, in The Quality of Life, the Enterprise is sent to inspect some sort of new... What frankly looks like a really inefficient, but supposedly way more efficient mining method, where instead of mining on the planet, you shoot a laser from space. I'm surprised they haven't been doing that already. Yeah, it's weird. Well, it's also because it's not just like cutting, because they already have they have that because the Romulans use it. 
<laughs> yeah, um, that's true. I think the other part was that it also extracted like trace elements. Oh, did it? Okay, I missed that. Yeah, because like, the, the, the stuff that they were mining was like really rare shit, and it's hard to mine. But this particle beam can suck it out. I see. So it's a it's a, it's a bit of a it's not working quite up to speed yet. Jordy goes over to help. Something starts to break, and they're like, "Oh God, we have to deal with this fast." But it turns out that the the head person of the project, whose name is Kate, Dr. Farallan? Yeah, Farallan. has exocomps. Wee little early 90s toy looking things. They were very cute. They I want, were. They look I want, like mouse droids. I want Jake to 3D print one so it could be friends with our 3D printed nomad. There you go. Oh my god, 3D print one. So the exocomp is a little wee robot that can get into places people can't, and it has a tiny <laughs> replicator on its snout that can make tools that it needs. And, you know, the, the, one of them is, uh... Grumpy, Dopey, and Doc. Yes. What are, you talk, what are we talking about? Uh, I just kind of blanked on what happens Grumpy, next. Grumpy, Bashful, um, Sleepy. Yeah. They try to send one to his death. Right, they try to send one to its death, and it's like, I don't wanna. And, you know, something explodes where it would have been, and Data's like, oh shit, are these alive? And Data's like, let's have a test to see if they're alive. And the doctor who made them is like, what? This is stupid. They're not alive. And, you know, she was all chuffed to see Data when he first came aboard and saw these questions. But the minute he's like... She wanted a fistful of Data. She did. But then the minute he's like, these might be alive, she's very sure to Adam. Oh, Dr. Noonien Sung's accomplishment. accomplishment. Fuck you, bitch. So they run a test, and it seems to prove that, no, they're probably not alive by faking the same sort of situation that the other one avoided, but then they realize, oh, wait, no, it was just smart enough to know it was fake and was turning off the test. And then, you know, things start to go critical on the station, of course, when Picard is over there. And they're like, well, we have to send the exocomps to kerplode themselves to save the day. And Data turns off the transporter and is like, double bird flip. And they're like, but, but, but. And he's like, they might be alive. They're like, son of a bitch. Like, all right, what if we ask the exocomps to go over? They're like, all right. So they basically push some buttons. And like, come on, exocomps. The exocomps are like, your plan is dumb. Here's a better one. And then they agree to go over. And they do. And one sacrifices its potential life. The other mm-hmm. two come back. And Picard and everyone's fine. And, and Farallon turns them off because they're too scary. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And that's um, this week. The implication. Ah! <laughs> Doctor Venture! <laughs> what were the name of the, the robots from uh, Silent Running? Never seen it. Couldn't tell Running? you. I don't know it. I don't know. It kind of reminded me of that because it was like, uh, not really reminded me of that because it's nothing like it, but. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad, just I'm glad you're insane. It's a, thing, it's a thing where there are three robots and okay. and he was made friends. We'll, okay. do, we'll do a three amigos. Three amigos? That sounds Huey, right. Dewey, and Louie. Huey, Dewey, probably. and Louie. So the thing Caitlin was hinting at repeatedly during the intro. She's very proud of herself. Is something that pissed me off to no end in Fistful That's of That's why Dana's. I'm so proud of myself because I know how I angry it made stuck him. it up the butt. The, what? <laughs> the ancient... West. Every time they call it that, I died a little inside. It's the, to let you know that it's the future. The 19th century was only 500 years in their past. It would be like if in the 1990s we were calling the 1400s ancient times. We weren't. Well, also, they were literally a few weeks earlier, they were in the, quote, ancient West. That's true. You know? But it, it's like, it's not ancient to you. It's old as fuck, yeah, but, but yeah, not it, as old as you're pretending. Because, like, ancient 
specifically refers to antiquity. Like, yeah. Where we have to, where we don't know anything about it except what we learn from looking at ruins and, you know, scraps of documents and pottery and shit like well, that. Well, some documents have survived some plays and poetry. Yeah, and sure. But, like, when we talk about, like, ancient shit, we're talking about yeah. ancient shit. Yeah. The, the stuff that's so old that there's... Pre-medieval. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't call Christopher Columbus... Ancient. Right, that's what we, we didn't in the 1990s. I'd we were call calling, him lots of things. Yeah, but too. not ancient. Like, the, but you know, yeah, exactly. In 1490, in 1992, they were celebrating. In 1492. Well, in 1992, they were celebrating the 500th anniversary of you know Columbus's fuckery. And yeah, it wasn't the ancient times with Columbus. It was Columbus that dickhead crashed into America. The old West. The old West is already called the old west you wouldn't rename a historical period yeah no because it's longer ago what is it now the even older west it was the old west when it wasn't even a century past for christ what are they calling ancient egypt now ancienter egypt yeah seriously it's just but back back in like caesar's time they called that old egypt (laughs) but it was just one of those things it was like a stupid cheap it's the future gag that belongs in a bad children's show not in star trek it's kind of was a bad children's show. Oh, it's a terrible episode. Yeah, it's real bad. It's, yeah, it's I don't got even Alexander in it. How much we even need to talk about this one? It's just such garbage. It's really, like, I was like, all right, I, I, I couldn't remember if I've ever seen this one, but I was like, okay, I know this is the one where, like, everyone starts turning into data. I was expecting most of the episode to be, let's watch Brent Spiner play a bunch of distant Western characters. That's so much fun. And then it turns out, no, most of it is... Worf being moody and Troy pulling a new accent. Yeah, and Troy like, was good though in this episode. This was, was some fine. of her best work. But yeah, like it's just oh god, and, you know, it was all a slow lead up. Like oh, where did? Also, what the fuck, Riker? That those obviously aren't your lines. Why did you read so much of it? You had just done the scene he's a second a ago. He's a bad actor. He just yeah. re- he just he's just an actor who reads. He doesn't... Wait, what did he do? I he didn't... read Data's poetry. Oh, like, yeah. they were doing a second or third or God knows what run of a scene. So even if he didn't have his lines memorized, he should have known right away those well, weren't maybe, his fucking maybe lines. I, maybe he figured, like, they were trying to prank him and he was going to go along with it. Yeah, maybe. Like, he's like, oh, because I was at this stupid poetry reading. I remember when Data said this crap. So I'll just, so Bev is, is goofing me, so I'll just go along. I don't know. He actually didn't play it that way, though. He played it pretty straight. So Yeah. Maybe he's just a really good actor. That's what, obviously what it is. Although, as we've learned, Bev is probably a shitty director. Mm. Speaking of really good actors, Patrick Stewart directed this. Oh, really? Ooh. Yeah. Too bad they didn't give him a better script to work yeah. with. Apparently, he, he read or he watched like classic westerns all week to prepare. He read like two or well, watched like two a night. The original title of this episode was The Good, The Bad, and The Klingon, which makes me roll my eyes a lot. But They're both bad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's also, it's. I mean, they're both, either one is a play on yeah. Clint Eastwood movie. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're both spaghetti westerns, whereas these are very much more like. This it should is be called much... Once Upon a Time in the Holodeck. Eh? Mm-hmm. Eh. They're yeah. goth westerns. Uh, well, it was we gonna say is though these are clearly more based on American Western stereotypes. Yeah, I know. Like Patrick Stewart, like had a lot of times where he, he'd mimic things that he saw from the. I don't know. The showdown in the town square is a trope of the spaghetti western. The showdown in this episode looked so fucking pointless to me. So mm. Worf concocts this, you know, human or you know Klingon shield to keep the data thing from shooting at him. But that's again, that's a reference to a fistful of dollars. Did he have a a, a shield? He had he had a body he had like a plate under his, oh, jacket, his shirt, yeah, okay, okay. which is also parodied in uh, Back to the Future Three. That's right. 
It was the rest of either side's plan during this shootout that had me entirely baffled because Frank, Frank Hollander, the character that Data ends up playing, has guys all over the fucking town ready to shoot at them. There's guys on the roof, there's guys over here, there's like four or five guys with pistols ready to go, and none of them get to shoot. Meanwhile, Worf's got his shield and one Troy hidden away. But here's, okay, so here is the... Here's the thing, though, and here's why I give that a pass from a I am, I'm OK with that having happened that way. Like, because, yeah, if this was a real Old West shootout, Worf would have been melted within milliseconds. Yeah. But here's the problem. Well, but he's the hero even, of this even, Western. He, exactly. Yes. He's a hero uh, of the Western. Well, and Alexander wrote it. And they're the villains. With Barkley. And even and like Troy does point out that, that they have the, you know, they have the dexterity and speed of uh, and accuracy of data. But they're still, it's like the Matrix. It's like the, the, the agents, yeah, they're super fucking fast, but they're still limited to the world, To the world, at least until the second movie when they're just nonsense. Mm. But in the first movie, like, you could still, if, if you could hit them, you could kill them. Yeah. And the uh, only good Matrix movie. Yeah. So I, I kind of look at it like that. Like, they were limited by what the narrative allowed, but if the narrative would have allowed them to shoot Worf from the rooftop. Oh, that's right. And Alexander put it on what? Difficulty level four or something? Mm-hmm. Something, yeah. I think Guinan would have been a way better companion than Troy, though. You can though. say that about any episode. Well, true. I will say... I'm my because notes. she was in the Old West. She was yeah, hanging out true. with uh, Sam Twain. I loved, uh, yeah. I loved Troy's shirt, though. I want that shirt. I don't remember it now. <laughs> yeah, a wonderful sort of floral paisley pattern. You know me. I like loud shirts. I don't know. I really thought that she did a good job in that role, though. I thought it was interesting, and she was definitely meant to be like a pretty powerful. Yeah, I just the, 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 she did well with what she was given. I just think again, the whole episode was shit. Just wasn't as yeah. bad yeah, as it, it, was as it could have it was been. Because she could have been the fucking the one like running the inn. Yeah, he was like in love with Worf, and yeah, you know what I mean. Like at least they gave her something more interesting to do than just be like the pretty female. Yeah, no, they made you know, her you know who hasn't had much to do lately is Worf, and I was wondering yeah. like, do we get another good Klingon, a big well, Klingon we got a plot? Couple, actually. Or I mean, since uh, we've got Alexander, did they stop doing? No, because we get we get a uh, birthright is a Klingon two parter that's coming up. That's exclusively a Worf show. And remember, Ames, we've got a whole other series got, uh, to watch that we have good <laughs> options for. Yeah, the, awesome the, yeah, the real, the real meat and potato. Oh, there's uh, Rightful Air coming up. But yeah, the real meat and potatoes of the Klingon arc doesn't hit until midway through DS9, and that's where it gets good. All right, all right. I feel. I just feel like since since Alexander has shown up and they've shoehorned him into every episode they can, it's just been taking a toll on the Worf character. Yeah taking a toll on all of our characters it as well. It certainly has. <laughs> I was just like, no. Because at first I was like, why does Worf want more work? And then they showed, like, does that mean you can do it? And I was like, oh, Worf, you son of a bitch. Sir, I- please, I will stay here and just lick your asshole. Something. D- yeah. Please, I do not want to play video games with my son. Especially a video game that Barkley helped write. Yeah. Yeah, really, Oof. how much of his semen is on the inside of the programming for that, do we think? Ugh. It's it's all inside the Annie Myers character. Don't worry. Poor Worf's gonna get sloppy seconds. He doesn't want them. Well, yeah, I mean, but remember, nobody wants sloppy seconds, Chris. That horny barkeep has the speed, dexterity, and accuracy of Data. So, Worf's Worf's pelvis is all but destroyed. (laughs) Death by schnoo schnoo. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think anatomically? 
would the barkeep would, the, would the barkeep have two had, had had vagina or peener? Because it's data, but he had titties. Did he have titties? I don't think he had titties. In, when he was the barkeep, I yeah. think so. He looked pretty. He looked flat. Oh, maybe I thought I, maybe I just imagined titties then. You're weird. When aren't you imagining titties? Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> How much fucking time did we spend in that goddamn jail? I with was, Alexander or with no, the, or with um Eli Holland with Eli and you know just hanging around in that fucking jail jawing over what they're gonna do yeah this is like, this is like a half episode this didn't feel like well then fully... and then they're all the stuff outside of the like we only need we could have honestly we could have gotten this episode started in the teaser right you know we could have instead of spent instead of ending the teaser with Worf putting on the hat we could have had the end of the teaser so they go into the holodeck and you know there's new sheriff in town or no we do we start the data experiment with the forge in the teaser in the holodeck no 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 outside with the, holodeck. the knife the one in the engineer engineering yeah so we do that in the teaser and then we end the the teaser with with them going into the holodeck and that way you can fucking start the episode with, with the with the problem already set in motion you don't have to spend half the episode the problem being that that data is the data is in the data is in the computer yeah that's true. It did take a you long time. You can reveal that way earlier. It took a long time watching Picard playing his orchestral suite. Yeah. Watching Bev try to act. Yeah, and like as much as I like the joke about Picard trying to learn the flute and people keep interrupting him, it, like yeah, what did they? It was really unnecessary add? for this episode. <clears throat> completely. That's true. Also, he's a fucking flute master. He spent a lifetime learning that fucking flute. Yep. It was only twenty five minutes though. That's true. Mm. Oh, and he knows the. The ship flew off into the sunset at the end. Yeah, I did notice that. Oh, I like didn't. Like an old western. Get it? Because it was a western. West. I, yeah. I didn't give it a time. I just said western. Oh. Yeah, as much as like this, I cannot really lay too much on Patrick Stewart. Yeah, no, he was just director. directing the script he was given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but also like in TV yeah, directors don't get as much, uh, you know, they just they just show up for the week and get it done. Yeah, yeah. I did read somewhere that um, Patrick Stewart happened to have an episode of Red Dwarf on without knowing what it was. And it was the episode, it's called um, Gunman of the Apocalypse, hmm. which is about, it, it's got a, it's got a, an ancient Western plot in there. And and Stuart watches it and thinks that it's um, plagiarizing this show until he realizes, oh, it's a comedy. Huh. Which I ended up going and I, I found the episode and I watched it. So this is the second episode of Red Dwarf I've watched for this fucking show. <laughs> uh, Why do you keep doing that? You don't seem to like it. I don't, but I want to know what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, and I don't know, watching more than five seconds of it, how you can not know it's a comedy. I will say... Red Dwarf is set so far in the future that if they wanted to call the Old West the Ancient West, they would be justified. Uh, what about Firefly? What do they call the Old West? I don't know. I've never seen it. Oh, I was going to make the joke that they, they call it now. Ah, uh, sorry. I don't think they... Well, because basically every place they go is just an Old West planet. Like everything, well, yeah, everything I mean, is, it is the Old it's West. It's a space western. That's why. We yeah, should, but it's like... it's like, a... But no, no, no. See, that's the thing. Yeah. Star Wars... We'll never get out actually, of Actually, I would even say... I would even go so far as to say the original Star Trek... Was a space western. Well, yeah, it was wag- he, he pitched his wagon, wagon train, train to, to the, the stars. stars. And I think Joss Whedon, when he came up with Firefly, would took that term literally and was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do a western in space, and they're gonna dress like cowboys and carry six irons, yeah. and you know they're gonna do cowboy shit, and there's gonna be cattle drives." Yeah. In space, there are any cattle drives. They're totally. There's an episode where they're tra- take, tra- taking cattle. 
And then the cattle get kidnapped by by robbers, and then the the boy oh yeah, and, and, they, it and, was, and they get kidnapped by Christians and burned at the stake or something. Spoilers. Anyway, it's a good show. Don't get me wrong. I like Firefly an awful lot, and you should watch it, Chris. It's we, should do, we should do a miniseries. Uh, it oh. is very good. I would love to. It, it is relatively short because um, it got canceled yeah, very Yeah, it's only a season long. So it's a great show, but saying that it's a space western, yes, it is. But it's like took it very, very literally. Yeah, no, it's not I like... I like Cowboy Bebop. That's right? what I was going to bring Which up. Is that's like, a space western, yeah, but it's less... It's, like, it's a little... West, it's got some western tropes. But it's uh, still science fiction more yeah, than a western. Exactly. Anyway, I have something important to discuss. Yes. Was this our this was our first appearance of the orange tabby spot? I think so. I think Maybe? I think this is our first non Somali spot. Yeah. spot. So how and it's how is Data to keep see killing her. these cats? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Does he just does he just Lenny them to death? Uh, he might. It's all the same. Yeah, shut up. Yes, I did write spot. Good work changing your spots. You picky shit spot. Aw, she's adorable. Although it could be because the computer was corrupted and rather than it being the cat food he wanted, it was actually just like mulched up cigars. Cats would eat that. And then probably die. Yeah, and in like, again, another joke that just didn't work for me was the data acting like a cowboy. And not realizing he Yeah, like walk, like doing the cowboy walk and just like... Was that the only way they figured out that it was... No, because they knew it was no, data yeah, because his no. poetry was was popping up, yeah, they knew and there was cat food in the in the mess hall, and and they kept playing music that data liked. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah. Yeah, not great. Not no, great. no. It really just should have been more. Let's watch Spiner be eighteen different people. That probably I'm would have fine been with that. Yeah, that would have probably been a way better episode. They should have killed Alexander. Yes, yeah. I did write. I did write. Uh, riveting. Let's watch Alexander make a withdrawal from the bank. <laughs> What a great holodeck program. Yeah. They did cut a whole scene that was supposed to be with Alexander pulling a Ransom of Red Chief style thing. The hell is Ransom of Red Chief? It's a short story, I forget by whom, but I know I've read it before, about these kidnapper, like, robber folks who kidnap a young boy, like, planning to, like, ask for ransom from the parents and, you know, make a bunch of money and then run away. But this kid is such an annoying brat that the parents don't even fucking respond and then the two robbers get so annoyed by how bratty and annoying this kid is that eventually they just give him back. That's amazing. It's the gift of the magi. <laughs> I know he <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jake. <laughs> no, no, that's Peter what? Pan. <laughs> I don't know. Gift of the... <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you guys know the, the Julius Caesar ransom story? Have I told that one before? This is a true. This is a real historical this is a, thing. Oh, God. Ancient history? It is ancient history. Nice. Uh, Julius Caesar, when he was a young man, a young... Hot? Sure. Probably. A young, wealthy military general guy. I mean, so, military general. He was a... Yeah. He was just a rich man. If you were rich in ancient Rome and wanted to be a general, you just made yourself a general and got an army, hired an army. But anyway, point is, so piracy was a huge problem in the Mediterranean in these times, as you can imagine. So People selling bootleg DVDs. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so things so Caesar... I like Kate. Um, I don't remember if he was on his way back from a campaign or what, but his boats got boarded by pirates. They got attacked by pirates, uh, and he was taken prisoner, and uh, he was held in the pirates' camp. You know, he was such a charismatic and likable person, just in general, that he... But they kept serving him tossed salad well, and scrambled eggs. No, so, they, <laughs> so the pirates and Caesar became, like, buddies while he was at hostage. 
and I a reverse Stockholm syndrome. So, um, so the pirates, you know, the way the piracy works worked back then, and to an extent, so works today. Sent a ransom, re- re- you know, uh, request back to Rome. It's like, hey, you know, we'll release Caesar if you give us three hundred quatlus or whatever. <laughs> and uh, Caesar was like, no. That's insulting. That's way too low. I, I'm worth way more than that. I demand. I think I have heard I will story. not leave unless you demand more ransom for me. So they did. So the pirates, and like he was friends with them, you know, so they thought. So they did. They demanded more ransom. And he's like, okay, that's, okay, that's an acceptable ransom. So then, he, so then they let him go as, as promised because, you know, there's honor among thieves, whatever. They let him go. And then uh, he goes back and slaughters them all. Yeah, he, he, he goes against his army, slaughters them all. Jake, 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 that was gift of the magi. <laughs> yeah, that was gift of the magi. That's true. I'm, I'm probably butchering that story to an extent, so a historic, a a history geek can correct the details. But it's, it's something along those lines. You ever sit on the lap or apparently like back in the like days? I feel like Liz will be that history geek. I can't wait to hear her. Ba- back in the days of the ancient West, it was common practice to. I'm not kidding. Steal the corpses of loved ones. And hold them to ransom. Uh, and there was actually a plot to... Your sp- loved ones or someone else's loved ones? It's yes. someone else's. Okay, You're- that was unclear to yeah, me. Yeah, sorry. You, you, yeah, they would... Like, basically, grave robbers <laughs> would dig up your loved ones and be like, if you want their body back, you know, pay us. If you don't give me $1,000, I'm going to mutilate the body of oh, my own sister. Some- and there was... Wait, wait, wait. So there was a scheme, actually, that was just barely foiled to Get do to the this... Magi. With the uh, corpse of Abraham Lincoln, but but they uh, they kept it from happening. It was very common in uh, this is I don't know corpses just made me think of this. Uh, it was very common in the old ancient in ancient times back in the in the early days of photography. You know because <laughs> photography was an expensive thing. It was a luxury for most people. Yeah, because you had to hire you you know you didn't just have a Kodak at home. You just you had to hire a photographer. Wait wait wait. What Instagram filters did it have on it? It, it only had sepia. Yeah, all of them had old, the old west <laughs> filter. So it was what, very what expensive. What they called daguerreotypes? The, yeah, daguerreotypes. That was the that was the filter, daguerreotype. So like, so a very common thing to do for the deceased. Oh yeah, was to get death portraits. Yep, mm-hmm. which was where they would set you up a corpse. In a chair. Yep. They would pin your eyes open. They would dress you up, put makeup on, make you look alive. Yep. And take your picture. Yeah, they would weekend at Bernie's that shit. They do would we re- think this is where we come up with the practice of like making and people they, up really nicely? And they would do it. Or? And they and they oh. would do it with because uh, obviously infant mortality was pretty big back oh, then. They would do no. it. So so a lot of times you see those pictures of like little little babies that is like wow that baby's like really posing for that photo. That's because it's a dead baby. Oh no! I like that the way you phrased that though. Like, hey, everyone that was really big at the time. Like, it was a trend that yeah. people enjoyed participating. People just in. kept killing their babies. Look at these great portraits taken. <laughs> so the little fucker wouldn't sit still. So right, we've been talking about corpses and ransoms and shit. Are we done with fistful beloved of garbage? Beloved pets too. That was yes. another one. Oh, like, uh, beloved pets. All right, let's move on to what Why I can't feel. Just taxiderm their pets like normal people. I know, seriously. No, I feel uh, this was maybe the first uh, really pretty good episode of the season, I thought. I thought you loved Time Zero, Chris. Yeah. I loved part one. Part two was a little weak. Whoa. Wow. You best of both worlds, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, this was a good episode. Terrible title. Yes. Oh, yeah, well, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Title. No, because it it's like, what are the qualities of Still. life? Still. Awful. Yeah, it's a pun. Uh, Do anything else. I'm not gonna lie; now. I didn't pick up on that. 
Yeah, I just it, it, it took like, me a while thinking about it. I was like, "Oh, I get it," because he's he spends half the episode trying to find out what means yeah. life. So what I what I liked about this it was directed by Jonathan Frakes. Means life. Frakes is a good fucking director. He's I, I like a lot, a lot of, of the episodes. He directed one of the the best of the movies. On uh, top of being the greatest and, fucking uh, shuttlecraft, he, he, he directed the one with the whales. Ever. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, no, and he also directs. Uh, he directed the uh, episode. Two episodes, I think, of Discovery. He's done some so Discovery far. and what? Did he He's Discovery? Done, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Discovery and, and, they're, and they're really the, and they're really the good episodes. I was gonna say, like, were they some, good episodes? Some of the really the best. Which episodes. ones are you calling were they, the good were they episodes? The Harry Mud episodes? episodes. Okay, well, for example, he directed the one this season with the um, with this the, season with the church. That's good. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that was probably the better one of this season. Um, and he did, uh, and he's done, done a, so a handful far. of Orville There's shows. There's like four episodes so far. As, three. As, as just time three. of recording. Yeah. I thought episode three was good. Mm. I but was, we're I was, not there I yet. I was less uh, excited about episode three. But anyway. So yeah, uh, but yeah, he's done a bunch of Orville. He's done some disco. He's done Orville as well? Yeah. We just said that. I didn't hear it. I was too busy being freaking yeah. so amazed so by so Discovery. He, so he actually does a... He's, he's, I'll not he's be got, freaking he, amazed by Discovery. He's got good chops as a director, yeah. I think. Hopefully he comes... I hope he does some episodes of the Picard show. That'd, That'd be, be good. Oh, yeah. And he and Picard get along. Yeah. It's cute. But yeah, so I think what I like about this one is that the, the last time we did something like this, of course, was Measure of a Man. No, the last time we did this was Evolution. Or, no, oh, yeah. the last time we did this was The Offspring. Yeah. So, Which one was Ugly Lol. Bags of Mostly Water? That was Evolution, right? No, that was... That was, was something that? else. That was something else entirely. That was... Uh, Home Soil. Yeah. Okay, so I guess the first big time we did this, I should say. Well, so I, I came in my mind, I was thinking we'll measure a man a lot. Because it's like, oh, with that it's different because we as the audience, we're already automatically in Data's corner. This is a I little... Wasn't. The rest of us were automatically in Data's corner. Data? I didn't think Data was asking, uh, acting in character all, all episode. No, no, Measure of a Man, not this. Oh, Measure of a Man. Yeah, yeah Measure oh, of a I'm Man. I'm sorry. We're this... automatically in Data's corner. Home soil. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that's right. That's what it was. I just said that twice already. I missed it. But in Measure of a Man, we're... You know, Jonathan Freaks directed some Orville. What? <laughs> Measure of a Man, we're automatically in Data's corner. True. Okay, yes. Agreed. Here, we have to be convinced as well. That I was never convinced, is that's, what I'm that, saying. That's fair. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Like, so it's interesting to have it this time where we're not, you know, when there's like the discussion, we're not just like, no, of course he's alive, assholes. It's like, we don't know these things any more than anyone else does, really. So we're a little more like, oh, this is a little... I know, Bev's definition of what is life was mm-hmm. what is weird. Life? Um, yeah, baby, don't hurt me. I like that she was battling with Worf. That was weird. That was the one thing I was like, "What? Why is she suddenly taking up the batleth? That's strange." She's taking it up the batleth, all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, ah. But I also, I also like the way it went because I, I was like, "Oh shit, is this going to be one of those machine gains sentience and turns evil things?" It's like, no, no, it's a machine potentially gains well, sapience rather. And uh, sapience? You mean sentience? No, because no. remember we discussed they don't have senses. Oh. They, they do have senses. What things- sense do they have? They had they they were oh, they had to have a, a computer. They were able to detect the thing that yeah, nobody true. else was able to detect. But well, they, they have a, a special sense. Yeah, but you know, either Spidey way, they, sense? they're mm-hmm. potentially alive, but they're not evil. They're just little funny things that things. don't want to die. Yeah, which just is fair. You said so. Yeah. But like, I, yeah, and I think that the I think the reason I think the one big critique I have here is that Data does say, "Oh, they're alive," and I'm like, "Well, yeah, but we use things that are." technically alive like plants are alive mm. we eat them 
Yeah. You know, that, you know, we use things that are technically alive for all kinds of things. So saying mm-hmm. that these, like, the fact that these things are alive. Bring a canary down a coal, a coal yeah. mine. Well, that's, prob- well, they, we probably, that's probably that frowned anymore, upon. But... Well, he does live in an era of replicated food. And replicated yeah, but, canaries. But that's the same. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, you would, like, there is no question that in Star Trek, they use life forms. Yeah. As tools to do things. Well, if TAS is canon, uh, the TOS uniforms were made out of algae, remember? There you mm. go. Just um, dumb. So I, I think that the, the, my big issue here is with the script, and it's not even a big issue, but it is the biggest issue I can make, I think, is that he keeps harping on, are they alive? When really he should be saying, are they intelligent life are they yeah. sapient mm, yeah that's because true. that's because that's 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 more, the real question that's more because you if can you, if you ask data sacrifice spot to save the captain he'd kill five more spots yeah but i feel like there's there's also that spot. you could have very easily drifted into a, re- a religious debate you know mm. do they have a soul which is what that judge said about data it's do like, they know it's christmas um, in between bouts of banging Picard. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I like that it was sort of from the other angle. I like that it was I felt like it was kind of a weak argument though cuz I think I was never convinced that that yeah, maybe and maybe it is that you know talking about are they alive versus are they intelligent. Yeah. Cuz are they alive isn't quite yeah, it's it's not a good Better example. not go into the shower cuz all those bacteria on you are going to get fucked up. <laughs> the soap's going to eat right through them. Yeah, mm. I say, so when I first saw them, I like I said, they're you know, like, cute. Well, then so my design, the design, I was like, I don't know about these because they just felt too much like that would have been like a toy they would have tried to have sold me. Like it's the new GI Joe battle tank with swappable gun mounts. But by the end, have. by I'd the buy, end, I'd buy one. The design had <laughs> won me over, and that one little one waved goodbye, which I thought was sweet. They and were sad. they were puppety. They were puppets. It was very cute. Nice. They they actually had a, the puppeteer underneath. In like a green suit that they had to crop out later, doing the little the little waving of their fingers. Oh, bless! They were very cute. Yeah, no, they were. They, the design won me over pretty quickly. They reminded me of Wally a bit. Wally. In, in, in that time type of robot cuteness. Mm, yeah, when they their little. I can see that. Yeah, their little like feet are shaped vaguely like his treads. But this is a. Um, at first, I was a little bit like, okay, we're just we're just relitigating the same. I mean, I found that the closest episode to this one in terms of what they were debating was evolution and if to, remind me which one evolution so is. that was the one where wesley invents sapiens right. the nanobots, oh, the nanobots. nanobots. yeah and, and we have to decide if they're a life form that we you know or that you know and they try to kill that guy that likes baseball yeah, yeah and they try to kill that guy mm. the guy from scrubs 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 stubs from scrubs that's fine <laughs> and um so yeah, and like, because that episode pretty much had all the same markings as this one. That's yeah. true. It's something That's that was true. created by people. They were, but the the big difference was that the nanites were at first appeared malicious and were actually causing damage to the ship. Right, but they, yeah, yeah, they because they couldn't. Whereas these guys aren't doing damage; they're just they're just striking. They're refusing yeah. to do work that we want them to do. Yeah, which which is which is fucking up, Doctor. Dr. Fancy Eyes, Dr. Farallon's Dr. Fancy Eyes uh, particle fountain thing, which she re- like they really badly need to okay this thing like today for some reason when they're when it's far from ready to go. Yeah, I'm guessing it's probably more like a 
grant thing. Like mm-hmm. they said, they want they said they wanted to use it on another planet or something or other. Yeah, but I think probably the idea is, hey, this is a potentially groundbreaking technology, but it requires <clears throat> funds. You know what drove me nuts? So you know they're talking about how what a, what a big deal it is making this this particle fountain thing. And then whatever breaks. And she says, oh, here's that other invention I was telling you about, Jordy. Here's this exocomp. And I'm like, why didn't you lead with that? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, seriously, if you get... If you, That's like, an even better invention. I bet you could have... I bet she could have, like, sold those to Starfleet. Oh, yeah. And made way more money for her and other they, And they would but never have cared sold. I thought, what, what kind of money, though? Barter. She could have gotten equipment and yeah, raw I mean, materials. And like, and like, and... Exactly. That's the thing. They keep saying, oh, Starfleet's a moneyless society. But that's total bullshit. There's... Yeah. there's there's, There's still... got to be something. Like, and the fact that mining exists. Yeah. Well, you need raw materials. Yeah. Um, it's a matter of distribute, distributing yeah. the raw materials. Or you go somewhere where they do have money. You go sell a shitload of them to the Ferengi. Or even, like, manpower. Mm. Like, you need more more people working on this thing. Maybe we'll, we'll send some of them your way yeah. if it's actually worth doing. Right. Sell, them to, sell them to the Klingons. They can make battle versions that have tiny knives pop out of the end. So, anyway, <laughs> I, you know, I was... So at first, I was a little bit like, yeah, this is... This is, uh, this is We've tread this ground before, but I think that this arguably is the best time. And I won't, won't say I'm not including this. I'm not saying this is a better episode than Measure of a Man, but I think it addresses the issues in a new and interesting way. Yeah, mm. I won't that? argue with that. What was Measure of a Man again? That was data. His data, his data alive. alive. Oh, oh, when he yeah, goes yeah, on yeah. trial Sorry. and yeah. Picard bangs his jag officer and <laughs> jags off. Jags off. Yep. 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 All over her. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, you know what we you know what we start with? Actually, what 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 ties these two episodes together is Jordy is really trying to make his beard a thing. Yeah. Why did the beard get an arc? Uh. Well, Jordy. Um. What's his fucking name? Lavar Burton. Lavar Burton uh, wanted the beard for his wedding, so they ah. he, he convinced them to let them have the beard, which is which means that they had to talk about the beard because it was different. Wait, Lavar Burton's married? But they didn't talk about Riker's beard ever. No, that's true. They that, didn't because that just showed up in the second season. They didn't have to talk about it. Maybe they because they knew it was going away. I don't know. Oh God, I will say so. I liked the episode, but that whole opening sequence was pants and could have gone. Was that the poker scene? Yeah. yeah. I thought Bev was making a terrible bet right there. Yeah. It was so uneven. Because if she yeah. won, all three of them would shave their beards. If any one of them won, she'd have to change her hair. Yeah, but everybody's yeah. only put... The, I think the point is that any every one person is only putting up one Here was my, appearance change. I had I had an addendum that would make it a little... Even just a little bit more special. Where if, you know, if Bev won, they all shave their beards. If Jordy won, Bev goes blonde. Mm. If Worf wins, Bev goes brunette. And if... Was the other one Riker? Riker. And if Riker wins, she goes like jet black. If Riker wins, they fuck. Well, yeah, that was implied. Mm. Yeah, but that whole sequence was just tedious. I liked it though, because I liked her being like, "Yeah, it's like you men have something to hide." And I was thinking about like how people always talk about women wearing makeup as like, "Oh, what are you hiding?" It's the same thing with beards. Some people look fucking completely different without a beard, and not usually in a good way. That's true. Most, oh no, I mean I've said most, before, I... most beardy people. Do not look good without beards. No, I look terrible without. That's, that's why we you do don't it. look terrible. You just look young. Mm. You I have also like just a baby hate face. Shaving. That's all. I, I just have I just have five thousand chins under this beard. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean. Yeah. No. I. I <laughs> it's a lot of chins. I know. Yeah. No. I, I don't like how I look without it, and I hate shaving. It just again, I cannot not cut myself. I'm terrible at it. Um, I used to like when Jake used to shape his into the Riker beard, but you don't do that anymore. Yeah, shaping takes effort. Yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> I will say it did, it did feel a little unfair to Worf though, just because that is clearly just a 
Klingon cultural yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. Like, they all pretty much have facial hair, I think. No, I know, but I, I just thought it was kind of a nice turning on its head of, like, oh, oh yeah, women with... who wear all this makeup, oh. Yeah, no, no, like, with, with, I, I kind with of enjoyed it. LaForge and Riker, it's totally fair. With Worf, it seems like, no, nah, it's, it's his culture, though. It's like claiming a Sikh has something to hide. It's like, no, no, it's actually just part of his culture. Oh, that's, that's fair, yeah, but Sikhs are also religious. Is, are, would you call Klingon a religion? No, but I mean, it's, it's a cultural thing. Like, yeah, Sikh is not a fair comparison, but it's... Uh, yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think cultural things. It's like the Dothraki. They keep their they keep their beards until they lose a fight. Uh, their braids. Braids. Are uh, there? Is it their beard? And their bells. Beard and shit. Braid beard. Oh, it's their head. No, it's their isn't head. It? Their hair. I thought it was the beard. That's why. Head. That's why Daenerys has so many braids at the end. I like this uh, this theory. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an example though, because I feel like of what and of uh, things like what Chris is saying, where there's a cultural norm that is not religiously associated and i can't because i was like okay what about kilts uh, kilts wearing a kilt okay so and i think and i don't think anyone would bat an eye at telling a scotsman hey you got to wear pants dude i can see your your d and b's <laughs> d and b's um like i don't think uh like yeah so i if we're if we're saying the beard that the yeah, Klingon beard is like a anyway. kilt if the Klingon beard is like a kilt yeah, whatever. But if it's like, you know, I was going to say dreadlocks, and that is a religious thing. Yeah. Um, is it? For Rastafarians, it is. Yeah. The, oh, the, really? The origin of it is religious. Uh, That's why it's even for, more... For, for, you know... Wait, wait, for wait, wait, white, wait, wait, white trust fund kids, it's a fascist <laughs> statement. But, oh, God. I, every time I see some white person with dreadlocks, I'm just like... And then I might be a Rastafarian. Like, you can be a white Rastafarian. So I didn't know that... Okay, so here's my ignorance showing. I didn't know that Rastafarian was a religion. Yeah. That's a religion. I had no fucking idea. I didn't either. So, oh, okay, we get, cool. we get to that's be why. That's why the joke for the um, the flying spaghetti monster is pastafarian. Oh, uh, I just I mean. thought it was a great word. Yeah, I also thought that yeah. <laughs> that it was a great word. Wow. So, like, what? Man, that's a meme I haven't heard in a long time. The flying spaghetti monster. I think because it's just like there's people take it seriously. It's dude. true. It's mm. not a meme. As I, I feel like there's there's better ways to express one's uh, disdain for dis- the religious. Yeah, without because yeah, I feel like the the flying spaghetti monster kind of got co opted by douchebags, like people who can't just. Be contrary to religion, but they have to be contrary to religion in a shitty way. Mm. Yeah, I'm not just going to disagree with you. I'm going to belittle you. Sort of yeah, thing. exactly. I do that all the time. Mm. <laughs> so this episode. Yeah. So this episode. So data. Data decides um, that well, let's not use the exocomps exo because they're alive. Let's just send wave after wave of engineers at the problem. <laughs> Which makes me realize at the end, Data's new prerogative has has uh, emerged to kill all humans. kill all humans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep you within his rights. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, the big uh, the big moment in this show was the refusal to let them beam the exocomps over. He yeah. turned the fucking transporter off. I know. He should be fired for like that, that. Like, and I that is one thing I did wasn't crazy about is that like because remember after he disobeyed the order when he was captaining the what's a fuck ship. Oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> Sutherland, I think. Yeah, Sutherland, and uh, revealed the the Romulan invasion fleet. He went straight to Picard. Was like, I'd like to submit myself for disciplinary action. Yeah, because I because I f- fo- or didn't follow. A yeah, I disobeyed order. a direct disobeyed, order. Thank you. And and Picard's like, well, yeah, you're right. I should probably give you a slap on the wrist, but at the same time, you basically saved everybody. So eh, cancels we'll let it each go. other out. Whereas in this case, I feel like Data. 
instead of instead of going to Picard, you know, hat in hand, he went to Picard and was like, "Well, let me explain to you why I why I violated the order." And in which case, if I was Picard, I'd be like, "Whoa." whoa, whoa. They could have skipped that that whole part and just had the exocoms turn off the transport of themselves because they do it anyway. No, I, th- I think it was important. <clears throat> it I did, was. I thought it was important that he disobeyed the order and he stand, stood on principle and... Uh, I've never known Data to have these kinds of principles. It was very, this because, is, very because unusual. This, he did this it on was the Sutherland. First, this is also where he found that he he felt like he wasn't so alone because there was this life coming from these, these little exocomps. Yeah, Am this, I wrong this, in that? Like, yeah, I feel no, like he was, found he an RC car that he really liked. Well, but I just feel like he suddenly felt like he wasn't so alone because these creatures... He's got lore somewhere. Well, uh, but I also, don't, I, also I, mean, I think that, yes, they're from on an emotional level, that's true, but I also think that as a Starfleet officer he could make the justification that the orders that he was being given would be like genocide would of be, a would be caught, would be they yeah. love doing that but that so like no, that like that's a it depends on the week like he could he could i think legitimately make an argument if he had been brought up on charges he could make the argument that hey the orders i was being given i believed were being used for like you know, unethical evil. reasons, yeah, unethical, and uh, and that's why I, I did that. Well, and it's it's sort of to me it was comparable in my mind to um, balls. Yeah. Comparable to balls? No, uh, to um, that's weird. When when I can't think of fucking episode title, you'll know it in a second. You know when when Riker risked everything to try to save what's her name from shitty planet. Oh, oh yeah. uh, okay. Thank you. Hey, so th- this was this yeah. was data wow, risking. You got that from what's her name from shitty planet? Yeah, we knew. Yeah, but uh, I love that episode. This you... is this is Data risking everything for what he believes in. It's a very human mm. moment. Yeah, and I can't remember what episode it's from, but I seem to remember an episode where Picard lectures somebody about the excuse. I was only following orders that has been used to to justify too many tragedies. Yeah, I forget what episode yeah, it was, but, but he's he, had he's had that speech, and which is basically, I think, what Data's. Like, he might have done it for the emotional reason that he didn't want to be the only sapient android. Well, so he, we all agree <coughs> Data has emotions now. Absolutely. He, he definitely has motivations that, I think... Stem from his emotions. Doesn't yeah. he need a chip before he has emotions? He has a chip that he needs in order to express basic emotion. Okay. Express or, or but, feel? Well, I think, yeah. But I, I think... So that's the whole thing. Star Trek, and they did this with the Vulcans from day one, and they do it with Data now, has a very narrow definition of what an emotion is. Like, like, an emotion is, you know, being happy, being like the the child, you know, flashcard. But he's like always confused, and that's, isn't that kind of an emotion? Well, I think. Shouldn't nothing confuse him? Well, I think wanting not to kill some, or not to enslave, I should say, some little robots because. You believe that they are like you, and you don't want to be alone. That's compassion. That's a compassion, and that's an emotion. Yeah, I mean, at least with Vulcans, they had the fallback of saying it's like, no, 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 they just suppress. They don't not have them, but here they're claiming he doesn't have them, and that's hard to that's hard to say is true. Yeah, and I also think like beyond compassion, I also think it, it was it was empathic as well. Mm. Like you know, I think he was certainly. Wait, 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 wait. are we bringing Troy into this? Yeah, fuck Troy. Whoa, is she an empath? <laughs> I hadn't heard. Did you uh, know that Jonathan Frakes apparently directed a couple episodes of The Orville? I know, right? It's crazy. Did you know that Jonathan Frakes, The uh, Orville... Down to his knees. Yeah. His beard? He calls, he, calls his, he calls it The Orville. 
Jesus. Because he could fit hundreds of men on it at once? Because he, because, uh, because he gives her a Redenbacher. What? I don't know what any of this is. I don't know. It means her butthole's red? No. Yikes! No, no, no. Anyway, Redenbacher. I hardly know her. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's all right. I'll accept that. No. <laughs> I don't think I have Ames a ton so more in this episode. Um, what did Worf do to Bev? Or was she actually fighting Alexander? <laughs> or were they just having rough sex? And they, Pulaski. And, and they had to talk loudly in sickbay to, uh, to cover it to up. To cover the... Oh, man. And they were both in bathrooms. Oh, no, this is a Klingon gi. These Klingon gis sure look and feel comfy like bathrooms, don't they, Worf? <laughs> <laughs> It, lo- it does look very comfy. Why is Farallon being such an evil genius? Doesn't she want to know more about her exocomps? No, she wants to have her mining rig. No, she yeah. wants to fuck them. Well, that's say, she wants them to delve deep into her She caves. remind me a lot of Stubbs in this, right? Cause, yeah. Because he was obsessed v- with very, that. Very, very tunnel-visioned. Yeah, he was obsessed with that, getting that once-in-a-lifetime thing to happen. Yeah, yeah. And she's obsessed and with, with her with her ray gun. And that's a crazy thing. It's like at least with Stubbs, it's like yeah, it, this you if you don't do this now, this will never happen. With this, it's like you have potentially a better thing sitting there. Mm. But okay, fine. And whatever. Can fuck you. Well, the other thing too is like how whether pissed, he likes it or not. No. How pissed is uh, Maddox gonna be when he learns that some freaking mining lady figured <laughs> out the secret to creating a, a sapient uh, life? Well, the worst form. part is she didn't. She just kind of. Built it, something she, that built itself. She did it by accident. Yeah. So she said this happened. She, this has happened before. She's yep. had to like basically take them on a commission and start over. Do you notice she also mentions in during one <laughs> scene that oh I've seen the, I've seen an exocom go into a yeah. go into a thing and vaporize itself. Does that mean it was depressed and suicidal? And then I'm like, yeah, yeah that's exactly what it means. <laughs> you drove one of these things to kill itself. You that's monster. So sad that a robot can get sad. Oh. Well, you were saying something else though, Ames? Or? Oh God, if I was, I don't know what it was. Mm. Anyway, I think I, I I think this is probably the strongest of the season. Yeah, no, I really quite enjoyed it. Thought it was a good uh, good little, like you said, discussion we've had before, but done in a really good way. Eh. Yeah, I like. I I have a feeling there's going to be better, and we're not gonna, we're not going to talk about think, it ever again. I think we'll probably get here's the, we'll we'll get another uh, dose of this. You know, probably not until we get we start getting some good. Uh, is it life shit in Voyager with the Doctor? Yeah. Oh, um, Doctor. So that's, that's yeah, I think it's, I will agree. It's also probably because again, this is the this is the first episode this season where I was like, oh, okay. I've this already forgotten all of the other episodes this season except for you know the fucking Time Zero, <laughs> which yeah, you will the, literally the, never be able to wipe from your brain. The, ever. The, like the fact that they were working on two shows at once is really showing right now. Mm. It has been a really weak opening. Well, and it's interesting is I believe. So next week, the episodes we're covering are the Chain of Command. Um, Spoilers. And uh, we will... Um, I'm pretty sure those episodes were released to coincide with the premiere of DS9. Oh, which also... They're sense. both Cardassian episodes. Yeah. I'll, uh, tell, I'll tell you next week that you're wrong. But that's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, when did these came out? Right before... These were the, oh, yeah, these were in these December. These were the last episodes yeah. filmed before Okay, DS9 but Okay, so they didn't coincide, but they DS9 were... Yeah, because it was January <clears throat> of 93 that um, DS9 came out. Yeah. I remember that because it was a very short... It was a short first season, but then they still had a season premiere in September. So they basically 
had like two premieres. Yeah, well, it was just like they had a they the first two seasons of DS Nine are like right on each other's backs. Like yeah. there was no real break between them, oh. which I thought was interesting. Hmm. Does that mean that something got canceled like halfway through a season and they just happened to be there to pick it up or like? No, I think they just it, it might have been a mid season replacement, but I don't think I think it. Yeah, they it always, was certainly they planned. were planning on it. Regardless. They they always plan on mid season replacements. Yeah, because they know shit's not gonna make it. They did what they're doing now and just decided to have tons and tons of content. But the other thing is, remember that Star Trek, up until Voyager, DS9, and TNG were both in first-run syndication. Yeah. Which means that they weren't being produced by a network. Yeah. They were being produced by Paramount. Who produced Voyager? Well, so then Paramount launched UPN, uh, UPN the Paramount oh, Network, 38. to be... The Voyager now. To be, yeah, it, like Voyager was one of their launch shows. Sort of like what? CBS Access. It was, mm. it was yeah. what they meant to do with Phase 2, but that never yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so, so DS9 and TNG were first-run syndication. I'm pretty sure DS9, I know TNG was, I'm pretty sure DS9 was as well. But they must have had a broadcast deal with with somebody to, yeah. to air it. Anyway, so the point is, uh, it, yeah, it wouldn't have been a mid-season replacement because a, a network canceled the show. Because they were already planning to release it, and it was, and Star Trek was super fucking popular at this time too. Mm. So uh, they would have been chomping at the bit to get a um, a new Star Trek show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Looking at, looking of... at these dates, this is before DS9, but uh, I, I, it was certainly this was certainly I, I'm pretty sure Chain of Command was like designed to be get hyped up on some Cardassian stuff. Well, so, let's yeah. talk about it next week. All right, we will. In the meantime... Uh, Wait, I have a question. Yeah. Before we move on. Was Star Trek, like, really the only sci-fi that was on at the time? No. There's tons of sci-fi. What else? So, we're talking early 90s? Quantum mm-hmm. Leap? Alien Nation, maybe? Maybe. Uh, that might be a little late. I'm not sure. Red Dwarf? <laughs> Outer Limits was still airing. X-Files. Dwarf, yeah. X-Files oh, yeah. X-Files, yeah. that's a good point. Stuart watched uh, But X-Files Twin is Peaks. more, like, what's happening on Twin Peaks on isn't Earth. really sci-fi. No. Twin Peaks is, is its own catastrophe. Um, yeah. People really love that. Show. Wait, I have a question. Did yeah. Jonathan Frakes direct some Orville uh, episodes? What? Um, That's crazy. Yeah, this is the early '90s. Not yet, but pretty soon we're gonna have like Babylon Five. Will be on the Sci-Fi Channel had recently launched or nice. will launch soon. Yeah, too bad it's not around anymore. So yeah, there there was a, there was Sci-Fi. Oh, and then there was like a bunch of like fantasy stuff like fantasy. oh yeah we had like hercules and xena hercules this time, right? xena beastmaster i don't remember if that was out yet what was the undersea version oh um sequest esv yeah that, oh i thought you were talking about farscape atlantis i'm kind of broadening this out this is a little farther into the 90s though i don't think sequest was out yet when did farscape get started farscape wasn't until yeah it was early later it was a lot later right yeah. yeah anyway okay i was just curious i was wondering what the like landscape of sci-fi was at the time and like if it was truly great writing or lack of availability that mm. was leading to its popularity yeah i feel I like especially know. nowadays like it's a it feels to me like it's a lot more like especially with the rise in popularity of doctor who and star wars being back and like you know having movies having shows plus i'm sure a ton of the orville yeah. and i'm just curious about no, i don't know i still think that there was more sci-fi when I was younger, like there's because well there so there was a bit of a renaissance I feel like ten years ago or maybe a little more now with, with when we had shows like Heroes and 
I would call heroes sci-fi. Sure, it kind of was. was. Uh, it's more fantasy. Weren't they aliens? Fringe. Weren't they aliens? Fringe is good. Though? Well, but Lost wasn't aliens. It, it was, wasn't aliens, but it, it was like sci-fi doesn't mean <clears throat> necessarily alien. Like like a lot of Twilight Zone episodes are sci-fi mm-hmm. that don't have aliens. Fair enough. You say so, Battlestar or no? Battles, yeah, Battlestar. It's spinoff there, Caprica. There's a bunch of there's a but it was a bunch there's a, a good time in like the mid two thousands through like twenty fifteen where there was a ton of sci fi okay. shit and then there was a bunch of garbage like Terra Nova oh that was that was, was really recent Re, not really that Terra Nova was like almost ten years ago no it wasn't it was like two thousand eleven wow it was that's Jeez, not eleven sliders. years that's not like ten years that's ago a, that's eight years ago that's, though. Eight is almost ten. It yeah. is almost. I feel 10. like I feel like we like we had already started dating when uh, when it came out. So wait, you guys are dating? What? what? Oh god, that's right. There was that Tech War TV series. Uh, yeah. Well, I really like, thought... and then there's some more recent. But I'm like up until 2015 because we also had stuff like uh, Revolution and Under the Dome and was that that Stephen King thing? It, yeah, it was terrible. Well, that's too bad because the book was. Well, no, the book was dumb, and I didn't read the book, but it was dumb. I liked the first. <laughs> the show was so bad. I liked the first several hundred pages of the book, which is what usually happens with me and Stephen King books. The Stephen King's books these days, like, uh, what's the one about the plague? Stand. The stand. Yeah. Yeah. The first hundred pages are great, and then it's bullshit, and I'm like, what just happened? Dune, the Dune miniseries. That was a cool show. Hmm. That's from a long time ago. Like anyway, my ago. my memory of shows I used to watch is ne- next to nil. So. Uh, yeah. Let's well, there, wrap, I think a lot of things are also up. trying to, like, do copy the Lost formula. So mm. we, we had, like, the 4400 and shit like that. Oh, I like the 4400. Fucking Lost. Okay, I feel like Lost and Heroes really kind of fucked up genre television for a couple of years. You no, know, Heroes was good the first season, wasn't it? Yeah, it and then was, everything else was, was okay. garbage, by all accounts. I didn't watch it. I didn't, I didn't like watch it. it either. It looked like shit. But your, your roommate did. Yeah. At the time. Yeah, I ignored yeah, it. Yeah, I, I watched it. <laughs> I, I think it. I watched up until the third season, and I was just like, nope. That's a big nope. The second season was total garbage, but it was also during a writer's strike, so it was kind of like, yeah. we'll give him a little pass for having a bad season. Anyway. All right. We well, already talked about what we're talking about next week. Yeah, but I'll do this anyway. So, we are, so next week, we will be talking about really uh, one episode, but it is a two-parter, but it's, you know, we figured we'd... Uh, we let it marinate and do a full episode on it. So that is going to be Chain of Command, parts one and two. So uh, that'll be... An I feel int- like we're going to regret this and run out of things to say. I might. So that'll we'll be have a short show. Who knows what'll happen. Uh, we haven't done it yet. And until then, you can find us on Facebook.com. I think we should quit Facebook because I heard they're evil. I mean, they are, but I know no other way to get people's attention. Well, I do. It's called Jake Twitter. shouts loudly. And Tumblr. <laughs> SSHB Podcast. Everybody left Tumblr because they don't allow porn anymore. They, they took down one of our top fucking episode lists. Because we showed half-naked men in it. Was that? Do you think that's why they took it I'm down? I'm sure that. I'm sure. Were that, there male presenting nipples? Because that's probably why. Well, what I'm sure it was was. It was a scene. I'm sure. Justice, I'm sure so it's yes. like a machine Yikes. learning yeah. uh, thing that just scans posts. Yeah. yeah. For anything that looks like too much skin, yeah. and then probably. auto flags it. So we yeah. had a picture of the of the of the the liar playing men from the Sex Planet, and uh, they flagged that as porno. They put it back up when we challenged it, though. That's true. They were yeah, good. almost they were, immediately. Were but still, it is a little bullshitty. Oh, incredibly. I'd say. Censorship on the internet. Garbage. Yeah. That's why, you know, the internet was originally... I feel like... Do you remember in the 90s, everybody had, like, a personal homepage? 
Oh, yeah. You know? Like, I feel like things were a little more democratized back in the day. Now everything's like, you don't have a personal website, you have a Tumblr. Yeah, well, I'd say that was inevitable. Or you have a Facebook, or you have a MySpace, or you have a... <laughs> no one has a MySpace I anymore. I know people that do. I think MySpace is still there. I had a, I had a MySpace. Yeah, I did too. I got it... I, I took it down after I got threatened with uh, legal action because my name on there was another person's name, and that person called me and yelled at me. It's weird. What? So, Jake likes to stir shit. There was a guy who I How bought a car from. How did he call you, though? There was a guy who I bought a car from. Oh, Who had okay. a really ridiculous name. So I made it my MySpace name because I thought it was so ridiculous. And then he tracked me down. <laughs> like and, a dog. And called me and, and yelled at me. Like a psycho, by the way. And said, we're all... And I was like, I don't know if I can do that. And I gave him a shit, but I, I just I like took it down. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. Why be a dick? That's basically what I said. I was like, you know, it was funny when it was a joke, but now he's angry, so why be a dick? Anyway, uh, so that's coming up. Uh, Tumblr, Twitter, you know the deal. Uh, SSHBpodcast.com. You can download this show and any other podcast on the internet. If you go to Twitter and Tumblr. No, No, they're not on there. We are on there, but they're not on our podcast. You can download our podcast from uh, SoundCloud.com. And you can download us if you're a time service. Time, time tunes. Time tunes? Jake, Jake has run out of words find, for the day. Find us on Tiny Tunes. <laughs> uh, Directed by Jonathan Frakes. I'm sure they did a Star Trek parody episode. Yeah, probably. Uh, so yeah, Tiny Tunes and on Juju and uh, whatever. I all really right. have to pee. Can you wrap all up? Alright, fine. Fuck it. We're done. Fuck you. Love, no, I quit. We love you. You guys are great. Audience, th- thank you. He's been Jake. I've been Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. This is always Caitlin. I really have to pee. Oh, shit. Oh, it's all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs>